Welcome to Ordinary to Badass, episode number 301. In this episode, you're going to hear from Dana Shamas. And Dana is a leadership and wellness coach, and she helps you realize your fullest vision of life. Now, Dana loves to coach people towards experiencing more. And oftentimes it's when people are going through transitions in their life and they're just trying to learn how to feel and express more. So we talk about all sorts of things in this episode, like meditation and breath work and self-care and why a self-care practice is important and then following your intuition. So listen, stay tuned to this episode, but before we get there, Have you left a rating or review on iTunes yet? It is super important. So other badasses just like you can find the show. So head on over to iTunes, leave a five-star rating and review. And then it'd be super cool if you just screenshotted it and sent it to me on Instagram at Ordinary to Badass so I can say thank you. Because I know that you are busy. You got a lot going on. And I really want to be able to say thank you for taking the time out and leaving a review. With that, let's get to the episode. Welcome to Ordinary to Badass. Whether you're ordinary or badass, I am so glad you're here. Today's guest is Dana Shamus. Dana, thank you so much for being here. Excited to have you on the show. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to be here. So before we go any further, I've got to ask you, do you consider yourself ordinary or badass? Well, I'm definitely not ordinary. I don't think there's anybody who would say that I was ordinary. So I would have to put myself in the badass category. Nice. Have you always felt that way? No. And in fact, I don't feel that way every day. Like sometimes I totally feel like a badass and feel super connected and in the flow. Um, And other days I don't feel like that at all. So it's definitely an ebb and flow. Yeah. And I like that you said that. I don't think that anybody has ever said that on the show, but that seems to be the reality of the situation. You know, sometimes we or feel like we're down and out and like everything's hard. And then other times you feel like you're on top of the world. <laughs> yeah, it is. <laughs> so what do you do when on the days where you don't feel like a badass or when you're trying to get back to like a healthy mindset? Um, I do the things that I love and I follow my joy and I follow my bliss. So, um, and sometimes it's hard to remember that what that is, or sometimes it's hard to get out of my head and really do the things that make me feel good um, and really help me remember what makes me sparkle and what makes me um, feel confident and connected. And so for me, that's um, a lot of that's cooking, being in my garden, being in nature, um, and then being around people who, who see me you know, and really cultivating those relationships with people who see me. Okay. I can't wait to dig in, but first, will you tell us a little bit about yourself? Sure. Um, I'm like, where do you want me to start? <laughs> uh, yeah. J- yeah. Just tell us a little bit about yourself, but you know, it doesn't um, have to be from like birth, but. <laughs> so I am a, a, an executive wellness coach and leadership coach. And so my focus is really supporting women and connecting to their inner intuition and inner knowing so that they can lead with authenticity. Um, What I find is that as women, we're trained to, I mean, everybody is, but women in particular are really trained to um, tap down their intuition, tap down their gifts, tap down their inner knowing. 
um, follow the rules, do the way things are meant to be done and supposed to be done. And, um, and, you know, we're moving into a, a different way and we need different systems and we need um, different structures and we need people who can, and particularly women who can stand in their own power and lead, um, not from a sense of traditional like, not from a sense of military leadership per se, but really a sense of authenticity and inclusivity so that we can start to create things that allow everyone to thrive in the most optimal way. Um, my background, I, I come from, I, I have always floated between different worlds. And so um, I have a very strong background in business. I worked for in investment banking right out of school. I went to business school. Um, I've worked with a number of startups uh, in the food and health and wellness space. Um, and then I, um, when I moved back to Houston to be with my family, I um, opened my own wellness center. And so for 10 years, I ran a brick and mortar boutique wellness center um, that focused on breath work, therapeutic yoga, meditation, energy work. And lo and behold, all my clients um, were executives and professionals and uh, people in the business world. And so what I found is that I was a really good coach and that I really brought insight, um, insight and problem solving in a way that people needed it and couldn't find elsewhere. And so I really transitioned into, um, into the coaching space with that. So oftentimes I think that we do these different things in our life. We play these different roles and we don't see the bigger picture, like how you have done different things and now you're coaching, but I, I think there's usually like a weave like or some commonality between all of it. And it's not something that you realize at the time. But then later looking back, you're like, oh, that job helped me with this for what I'm doing now. That job helped me with this. Um, and it all kind of blends together or there's a certain part that connects. Have you found that to be your experience at all? Definitely. Um, so I am very supportive in transitions. And um uh, and when I was in college, I studied Russian and economics. And my senior thesis was on how um, how um, communist countries transitioned to capitalist systems, right? Because during that time, that was we had a lot of countries in Eastern Europe transitioning. Um, and so that was my focus, were transitions, right? <laughs> And an academic concept. And now really I help people in, in business school also. I was very focused on how we transition from this traditional mindset into more of a triple bottom line, more social impact. How do we blend different things to change the system? And when I work with people, most of the time I help them through transitions. So I help them move from, you know, this place to the next place. And sometimes it's very apparent, right? Like sometimes it's job transitions. Sometimes it's physical location transitions. Sometimes it's life transitions. And now as I step deeper into kind of my um, intuitive gifts, I realize that I'm very good at, at transitioning 
kind of from the etheric realm, from the unseen realm into the seen realm. So tapping into your intuition, listening to your inner guidance, allowing allowing that aspect to come forward in more real ways is also a transition, right? And so, um, so yeah, but that's, I would say that's kind of my number one thread for everything. And you said you did, you taught breath work and something else. What else? Did you um, I teach breath work, meditation, therapeutic yoga, um, and energy work. I do a lot of sound healing and tuning work work. And so that stuff from your previous job that has come into what you're doing now is that oh, right? 100%. Yes. I, and I would say that that was an evolution, right? I, um, I was a, a yoga teacher and that allowed me a platform to talk about spirituality and talk about kind of these other emotional, um, aspirational, inspirational things. So I was able to start talking about those things in a way and in a framework that people could understand and take in. And then that opened the door to go into even more kind of esoteric and etheric realms with breath work and then with sound work, each of those getting like progressively ethereal. (laughs) (laughs) So for the person who doesn't know what breath work is, can you share? Sure. And so everybody breathes. We all know this. But the kind of breath work that I work with actually brings you into an altered state of consciousness. And so I really work with people um, to use breath work to clear out subconscious patterns of behavior and energy. Um, And so it's I really work with people to help them use breath work as a tool, not just for it's definitely a tool for awareness, but really a tool of transformation. Um, lots of, there are lots of different ways to use breath work. Uh, it is the link between, uh, literally like breath is the unseen world, right? You can't see breath, but you feel it and you need it. Right. And when you take it in it actually becomes like actually is the number one driver of the physicality of your body. Right. So the more you breathe and the more you can be aware of your breath, the more you can expand your breath, naturally your life begins to change and expand. It happens every single time, no matter what. And that that's just like the mechanism of the system. Right, right. So spirituality, like whether you're doing yoga or you're doing breath work or whatever, you know, you decide to do, um, it can be different for everybody. What do you you say to people who are interested in, you know, exploring different modalities um, or maybe they've tried one and they didn't like it? What what would you say to that person? Try another one, you know, especially I say this all the time with meditation uh, because meditation is kind of one of those things that a lot of people feel like they should be meditating. It's a good thing to do. They know they should do it. But most of the forms of meditation are like a Zen meditation, or they feel like they have to silence their mind or stop their mind from thinking. And the truth is there are a bazillion kinds of meditations out there, like uh, so many, as many as there are humans, right? And so, you know, if you tried one and you didn't like it, try another one. And and it, it really... You are already, no matter who you are or what you're doing, there's some activity that puts you in a place of connection and peace, right? And maybe it's fishing, 
Maybe it's sitting in your hammock. Maybe it's, you know, trimming your roses. Maybe, you know, there is something. Maybe it's listening to music. There is something that you do that consistently puts you in a place of ease, right? And so identify what that is and then choose a form of meditation that utilizes that, right? So like if you like listening to music, find a sound meditation that works for you, right? If you like looking at flowers or artwork, right? Then find a meditative experience that you're gazing at something. You know, everybody, we all have things that are natural pathways that, you know, you, you're you given that. That's yours, right? It's you. It comes from you. You like it. makes you feel good. Follow that. Versus what somebody else says works. <laughs> <laughs> right? <laughs> So how does doing any of those things, how does that help you to either be a better leader or to make a transition easier? Well, in both of those instances, right? Like what what allows you to make a transition is having easily, right? And gracefully without a lot of pain (laughs) is, um, is really trusting your inner knowing so that you can allow yourself to cultivate the confidence to take the steps that you're being guided to take, right? And the same is true of leadership. You know, when you're leading, you're at the front, right? By definition, there's no one to follow. (laughs) And so your internal compass has to be really strong. And you have to have a lot of confidence because what you may say most likely, you know, may be new, may, may, may require more, right? And, and so you're going to have to have that internal guidance to know what that more is. And so the more that you can have a practice that lets you tap into what that inner knowing is and that inner confidence and that inner compass then you'll know how to find it and you'll know how to access it, which makes leading, which makes moving through a transition, maybe not comfortable, but definitely more easeful. Yeah. It's like, so I meditate every day, but I feel like sometimes it's just getting all those thoughts out of my head during that hour and let, even if there's a barrage of thoughts and all I'm doing is thinking the whole time, well, the rest of the day that I'm not as likely to focus on those same thoughts. <laughs> yeah. And you can be present for what the day brings you. Right? right. And just that is enough, you know, just that to be in a place where you can be present for what the day brings you instead of the 20,000 other thoughts of yesterday or tomorrow. Right, right. (laughs) So earlier, you mentioned this idea of um, tap down the inner knowing and that a lot of us women have been taught to kind of suppress our inner knowing. How do we move past that? I know we just talked about meditation stuff, but how do we start to grow and really listen to our inner knowing? Yeah, one is practice, right? So you have to practice trying more. But then the other part that I really bring in is reflection. So, um, and the reflection is important to understand 
what your habits are of quieting your inner knowing or not listening to your inner knowing. And we all have, we all have that experience, right? We all have that experience of like, oh my gosh, I totally knew that was going to happen. Or I was, I knew I should have done it a different way. Like I heard it and I chose this other thing, you know, I chose the other. (laughs) And so instead of beating yourself up, right. And like, you know, being down on yourself for whatever choice was to look and reflect on, okay, why did I make that choice? Like, what was the driver? What was the hook that made me not to made me go against what my inner knowing told me? And the more we get good at that, the easier it is to begin to unwind all those things. And, you know, we have a lot. It's not just one, unfortunately. (laughs) Sometimes we have big ones that show up in a meritude of ways, but oftentimes, you know, like we have a lot of little things that, um, you know, programs and training and beliefs that we have to be like, oh, right. That's that belief. Okay. Let me unwind that belief and try again. Forgive myself. Try again. Yeah, we can be so dang hard on ourselves. And I think a key to it is curiosity, like to be curious instead of like judgmental. How do you keep yourself curious instead of being hard on yourself? It's a constant, constant practice. (laughs) And I totally agree with you. The curiosity, it's just huge. Uh, Really, really being curious is is key. And, um, self-forgiveness, it's a really big piece, right. Is to really be easy, be more easeful and forgive myself more often and recognize, right. When I'm being hard on myself and like, be like, okay, right. Okay. Um, so it's a constant practice, I would say. Are there any self-care things that you do routinely, like maybe like a morning routine or just something you do when you're feeling off? Um, I use breath work very often when I'm feeling off, but most of the time now I notice when I'm feeling off, it's because there's some major emotion or um, unresolved thing, energy that's coming up. And so, you know, the best thing that I can do is give myself more time and space and patience and compassion to let myself really see what that thing is. Yeah. Yeah. And it seems like that unresolved energy, like that's when a lot of people, and I'm not going to say that I have this mastered, but like, we'll go to food or go to alcohol or go to like something outside of themselves to try to resolve the situation, which doesn't, doesn't do anything. <laughs> 100%. Yeah. <laughs> it, it is, it is, yes, that numbing agent for sure. So yeah. you help people with transitions or that are going through transitions in their life. What is one of the most common problems that you see with your clients and what's the solution or the thing that you tell them? And self-doubt and fear of failure. So that fear of failure that I'm going to make the wrong decision, I'm going to do it wrong. (laughs) It's so big. Yeah. I just had two conversations this morning with people 
And, and the number one thing was like fear of failure, um, that it's going to be the wrong thing. And every time, um, every time I have people go back to themselves and really listen, like create, create enough space and enough ease and enough acceptance that, that people can go in and really hear and listen what is true and right for them. And in that, it definitely decreases that fear level. Um, And the knowing, you know, the reminder, the reminder that you really can't make a wrong choice. It may feel like a wrong choice sometimes, but it's really not the wrong choice. And so, you know, it's just a choice. And so sometimes choices lead to things the way that we think they should. And so we deem them right. And sometimes choices lead the way we think they shouldn't have led. And so we judge them wrong. And it's really in our judgment of the outcome that we have that attachment of good or bad or success or failure. Um, And and that's, you know, a lot of times that's really hard to get past because in our world, we have a lot of those indicators right? Success looks like this. (laughs) It should feel like this. (laughs) So most people come to me when they realize, you know, even for myself, right? Uh, Very young, I hit really significant indicators of success. I had a great job. I was making great money. And yet, like, I realized that happiness was really the actual most important indicator of success for me and how joyful and how happy I am and feel. And that's a a different indicator. I love that. Oh, to be yours. Take that in. Happiness is the best indicator of success. Like I love that definition. That's so good. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks. People are feeling self-doubt. They're like fearing failure and you tell them to go within or to like meditate or do one of the things that you mentioned earlier. What happens when people say like they're blocked? Like, I'm just not getting any answers. I'm doing what you're telling me, but I'm not getting any answers. Nothing's coming through. (laughs) Yeah. You sound like my conversation with my own coach last week. (laughs) (laughs) And the answer usually is try less hard and do what you love right? The, if we're not getting the answers, chances are you're asking the wrong questions. You know, like we get so focused on what we think it should be. What we get so focused on the program of what that thing is that we don't open up enough to really hear the optimal way that it is for you. Does that make sense? Yeah. Or maybe we're so focused on the one outcome we want, you know, or how we think things are going to go and we could be getting what we want. It's just not the same. It's not the exact same steps that we had thought in our head. 100%. Yeah. So I'd like to pivot a little bit. Oftentimes people see guests on the show or we see people on social media and it's like everything's gumdrops and lollipops and they think 
you know, oh, their life is perfect, but not mine. Um, will you share with us like a hardship that you've been through to get to where you are today? And that can be professionally, that can be personally, it's, it's up to you. Yeah. I mean, so many hardships, I feel like, um, I, uh, I think, I mean, I think for me, one of the biggest decisions that I've had to grapple with and come to terms with that I, that is one of those decisions that did not have an outcome that I expected it or most of the world would deem as successful. <laughs> and so, um, you know, going to business school for me um, did not turn out the way that it turned out for 95% of people. You know, I, um, I mean, I have started my own company. Um, so I would say that is an outcome, but it definitely it didn't offer me the kind of financial success, um, that a lot of other people have experienced. And, um, and so I spent a lot of money and a lot of time in this investment of what the world and what business thought of as success. And trying to measure myself up to those um, benchmarks of success. And, you know, the truth is, that's just not my path. It was never my path. Um, I think anybody who ever knew me knew that that was really never going to be my path. Um, but it took me a really long time and a lot of struggle to come to peace with who I am and what my gifts are and really what I'm meant to do. Um, and that doesn't look like what a lot of people who go to business school do, right? And what their life successfully looks like. So is that helpful? Yeah, yeah. Uh, what do you do then to stop comparing, um, to stop comparing your journey to everybody else's? Um, uh, again, I would say that that is a constant. <laughs> um, and really it, it is coming back to the joy, you know, like I can experience so much joy and so much beauty and so much wonder. Um, it, it, it it's fantastic you know um and it's fantastic to just see the beauty in other people and really delight in that and um and i can safely say that that is a hard thing for a lot of people um and that i love what i do you know like when i'm with clients and i do what i do i love it <laughs> And, and I know there's really nothing else that is that amazing. And so um, that is where kind of the um, helps me step out of comparison. When you made the decision to go to business school, were there friends or family being like, what are you doing? Or why are you doing that? Did anybody say anything to you? Or did you just kind of go through the motions and... Yeah, no, I went through the motions. I mean, no one tells you you shouldn't go to a top tier business school. Like people don't tell you that. <laughs> What's going to come out and say, no, don't do that. 
<laughs> so Dana, let's end with a tip to encourage women who are in the arena fighting for the life that they want. Um, believe in yourself. You know, you believe in yourself and give the space, give yourself the gift of space to cultivate that confidence and belief in yourself. Because it is possible and you are amazing and we need you. We need you in your fullest form. The world needs you in your fullest form. The people around you need you in your fullest form and all your gifts. So I encourage you to do what you need, take the space you need to really feel that in your body and experience that in your life. And how can we connect with you? Um, you can find me on my website, datashamas.com. Uh, and you, you know, I have a 30 minute free consultation on there anytime. Uh, and I would love to connect and chat with you more. Thank you so much, Dana. You've been a total badass and I've enjoyed hearing your story. Uh, thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate it. And with that, we'll end our show. Tell the badass woman out there staying in the arena, wherever you are, whatever you're doing, own it and get after it. Okay, wasn't that episode amazing? Here are five takeaways from the episode. First, prioritize your happiness. Dana emphasizes that happiness is the best indicator of success. Make sure to prioritize your own well-being and do the things that bring you joy. Number two, find a meditation practice that works for you. Meditation can be a powerful tool for reducing stress and increasing mindfulness. Experiment with different types of meditation until you find one that resonates with you. Number three, trust your inner knowing. When making transitions in life, it's important to trust your inner knowing. Listen to your intuition and trust that you're moving in the right direction and making the right decisions. Number four, be present in the moment. It's easy to get caught up. It's easy to get caught up in the past or worry about the future. Practice being present and enjoy life and enjoy the little things in life. Number five, practice self-forgiveness. It's easy to be hard on ourselves when we make mistakes. Practice self-forgiveness and be kind to yourself. With that, we'll end our show. Let's tune in on Thursday to hear why Dana is so badass. Now that you've listened to this episode of Ordinary to Badass, we want to hear from you. Go to our website, ordinarytobadass.com slash podcast and submit your own experience on how you took your life from ordinary to badass and get the chance to be on a future spotlight episode of the show. That's ordinarytobadass.com forward slash podcast. While you're waiting for the next episode of the show, wipe off the sweat, dust off the dirt and get back in the arena.